We're asking for density. We're asking for a more bikeable, walkable, public transit-oriented city. You know, and that's happening. And what's going on with the recall is we've been working for 10 years to get the city council to listen and implement safe infrastructure. Now we've got a councilman who's very reasonable, in my opinion, very articulate about the cause for transforming our streets, facing a recall that has legs, And just that alone, whether it succeeds or not, is scaring other council members. So we've got a political situation where the entire city council is scared to do things to make it safer for pedestrians and bikes. And it's going to it's going to reverberate for another 10 or 15 years. So. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Let me answer a few things. So we're on with Alexis Edelstein and Don Ward. Don started Midnight Riders and uh, Wolfpack Hustle, and Alexis started Recall Bonin. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Edelstein. Sorry, yeah, it's okay. And so yeah, Bernie you know, Kratz of California. And yeah. the, oh, and you started the Bernie Kratz of California. Yes. Uh, how many are in the group? Like, uh, we're about five thousand. Oh, five thousand. I thought for some reason it was a bigger. Um, there's there's like a billion. Did the did the Russians come in and? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've, I've been accused of that, so I don't know. <laughs> did they ruin your your page? <laughs> well, yeah. What what have you been accused of, uh, Alexis? Oh, I've been accused of uh, a lot of different ugly things, including being anti-Latino, anti-immigrant, white supremacist, um, a Trump supporter or cheerleader, or a Russian troll. Um, and probably missing a few things here and there. Is that, that's related to being like a Bernie Kratz supporter, and or no, is it? that's that's related to to the recall and people writing articles under aliases, like the John and Ken thing, like partnering up with John and Ken. People I mean, sort of yeah. Listen, I mean, the, these are really baseless accusations. Um, that's you know, I guess. Uh, if that's what they're trying to tie it to. I mean, Bernie was on the John and Ken show as well, so we, I was too. I was yeah. a guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was when. Well, how did they treat Bernie? I don't think they treated him that well. I yeah, don't know. Right. But listen, I, mean, I went on the John and Ken show, and all we spoke about and all we speak about when we're on there is about the issue about traffic and related to the uh, the lane diets and um, and Vision Zero. We don't talk about any of the other uh, topics uh, or, or any of the other issues. So. Those accusations are, you know, let me, for the people listening, I'm actually from Argentina, was born there. Uh, Spanish is my first language. I'm an immigrant, uh, Latino, and, um, you know, and I am in favor of the DREAM Act. I have a lot of friends that are undocumented. Um, Bernie's press secretary stayed at my place for a month during the campaign, and she's a dreamer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, those those accusations are are completely baseless well, and do you want to just say what they were well yeah no i just mentioned it yeah, was the, the, the white supremacist and and but what was the context the, the context a, is a uh, john and ken are these two like right wing shock jock type dudes that have their radio show here in la i've been a guest on their show a couple times about traffic stuff and uh they're they're kind of trump supporters and um you know personally when I saw that the recall was 
was uh, you know clicking up with John and Ken. John and Ken have publicized this the a lot on the ra- radio, yeah. And to me, it was like these guys are Trump supporters. Why why get in 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 bed with these guys? But I can I can also see like you know traffic isn't like something that that relates. You know, it's it's not an issue that that is a uh, Democrat or Republican mm-hmm. or Green Party, whatever. So, you know, they they uh, they have their position on, you know, traffic and and uh, it aligns, you know, seemingly with kind of what you get, what you guys are going for with the with the recall bonding campaign. And and my goal today is to kind of discuss that and see where there's consensus which I, th- I think we can find a lot of consensus because we are after all bernie kratz <laughs> and uh we do want to have a you know a, a, we want less traffic right we want mm-hmm. um we want a better better mobility in the city of los angeles i would think you would agree with that or yeah, yeah. I, I think we probably both want similar things. Uh, probably disagree on how to get there. I, I would envision it's probably the, the going to be what we're going to find out. Um, but yeah, going back to the to the John and Ken, it, again, it's the traffic issue. It's a nonpartisan issue. Um, our donors, um, a third are about, about a third are Republicans, uh, about a quarter are Democrats, and the rest are independent. Um, we did a survey of registered Democrats in the district um, with over 2,000 sample, and 70% were against the lane diets. So, yeah, when we go to to the John account, I'd come on to any other uh, media outlet if I could get you know an invite to sp- you know on KPFK to speak specifically to the traffic issues. You know, where this is an opportunity as well. But I'll go on to any uh, respectable station, right? I mean, whether I agree or not with the um, you know, the, the host, it's like going on to Fox News, CNN, or MSNBC. You mm-hmm. go, you try to get your message out. So being on someone's show doesn't mean you uh, agree 100% with every issue that, they, that they're on. So John and Ken, I, you know what? I never even heard of them before you were on the show. Nah, uh, Don let's, and let's forget about John and KFI, Ken. KFI. I, 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 but maybe we should back up and just say what's going on here. Sure. Who, who, who you guys want to get background? Go for it. <laughs> sure. So um, I started the the recall Bonin um, campaign uh, a few months back, and it was correlated to the lane diets that had happened in Playa del Rey. I live in Playa, and um, when I saw those happening, I started reaching out, trying to figure out why this was happening, why it was going on, and where the, the genesis of this was. And I started linking up with a lot of different grassroots organizations that actually had started specifically because of those lane diets. The issues that, that, that I saw and, and that the grassroots saw were it was affecting commute times, commute times for people going to work. Sometimes we're doubling, tripling even. Um, it has a negative effect on the environment because of the emissions as cars are idling. Uh, it affected small businesses as well because it now cut down the number of people that would go through that corridor and potential uh, clients as well. And it was also, as I perceived it, an unfair burden and tax on the working poor and on fa- and on families as well. Um, people that work a per hour wage or per hour job now have more time spent in traffic, and it affects directly as what their you know their take home income is going to be, and also families. So if you've got a child, if you've got a uh, someone taking care of your kid at home, you've got to pay for that as well. 
So all across, I saw it as a losing, um, lose-lose uh, situation. And as we started looking more into this, you know, come to find out that uh, our councilman, Bonin, had implemented this and had not reached out to, the constituents hadn't even reached out to local uh, communities like uh, El Segundo, um, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach. Uh, so we started, and I actually reached out to the councilman. I'm actually also, I forgot to mention during the introduction, I'm an uh, elected assembly district delegate for the Democratic Party in, in District 62. So I reached out to Bonin's office and said, hey, listen, I'm over here with a lot of the leaders from these grassroots organizations. It'd be great to sit down in private and discuss why you implemented these road diets, um, talk to you about some of the issues that the grassroots has about this or the organizations have about this and listen to kind of your, your thinking behind it. That way we don't have to deliberate this out in public or in a town hall and start yelling, et cetera. Well, it took him over a month to get back. And by the time he got back, he said, yeah, let's meet up, let's do this, whatever. I said, sure, just name a time and a place. I responded to his email within an hour or two and I never heard back from him. So at, by that point, we had already started talking about doing the recall and that's when we, we initiated it. So that's kind of where it led us to, to where we're at now. Um, I can get into some more of the reasoning behind the recall, why we're continuing, but I don't know if you want to give a little bit of background. I could probably go on for, for, for a long time. Um, <clears throat> so you're saying that the that these uh, grassroots organizations, this was a reaction to the road diet being put in and this was a the where Culver turns into Playa Vista, right? That that sort of yeah, it, it's it's Culver, um, right past the the ninety, going down to uh, to Playa del Rey, uh, Vista del Mar, Pershing, and Jefferson, mm, so and that, that curves home. into the street that runs along the beach. Right yeah, there. which is the Vista del Mar, the one that's by the airport with the bonfires. So, my background. Um, also comes from grassroots organizing, and um, I'm not sure when when you came to LA or how long you've been living here. Been here for about seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. So I've been working on um, basically mobility issues with cycling and pedestrian um, access and mobility to our streets for a long time, probably. I don't know, 10 years now. And our grassroots organizations um, started with doing things like going to public comment and getting involved in local politics. And we actually, one of the first council members to actually recognize um, these groups, you know, there were, there were groups of cyclists and pedestrian advocates that would show up at City Hall and talk at the Transportation Committee meeting and this committee meeting and that committee meeting, asking for uh, better infrastructure on our streets. And at first, completely ignored, completely, um, you know, I don't know, the council members, the council, uh, the city council does not respond to you, you know, not until you do it over and over and People start to take notice, and the, one of the first council members to actually take notice was Bill Rosendahl, who was the predecessor to Mike Bonin. And he actually he looked at us because th- none of us are paid lobbyists. I'm not paid a paid lobbyist. Like um, it's just people 
that uh, ride bikes and you know they we organize through a website called or we used to I mean organized through a website called midnightriders.com a lot of organizing happens on Facebook now of, of group rides and bicycle rides and so forth and you know we started to come to City Hall um, because there were a lot of hit and runs there was a lot of injustice as far as uh, you know somebody can run a person over in a crosswalk kill them and face no consequences and we'll probably talk about that on Pacific uh, you know, in the next few minutes or so, but um, there's a lot of injustice like that when it comes to um, using other forms of transportation uh, other than uh, an automobile. And, um, you know, Bill Rosendahl was, was probably the first council member to really look at us and be like, you know what, these aren't a bunch of suit and tie lobbyists coming here. These are actual real people just asking for better street designs and better uh, protection from the government, from the state. And he came out with, uh, I think it was the cyclist anti-harassment ordinance. And there was a lot of organizing that was happening um, amongst uh, cyclists on Midnight Riders. You can you know go into the forums and see like dozens of, of uh, actions that we took to get noticed by the, by the city. So fast forward, you know, I mean, I could rattle off dozens of, you know, citizen actions that we did um, to get to a point where, you know, even Mayor Viragosa, um, he directed the LADOT to implement bike lanes, to do things to protect cyclists and pedestrians on the streets. Because the reality is, is, you know, this city... And, and born and raised here, um, has always had traffic, you know, in my lifetime. And we've been building this city for, you know, 70 years now to prioritize car traffic. And the state, you know, the, the government um, prioritizes car traffic. You can tell because, you know, like I said, you, you kill somebody in a crosswalk Unless you're drunk, nothing happens. You don't face any consequences, really, um, other than, like, civil consequences. Your insurance has to pay out money or whatever. But there's no criminal consequences. And that, uh, you know, after years and years of organizing and hammering and cultural change in this city, we're now at this point where the city is, is in transition. It's in transition from all cars to let's have some choices let's have some options you know measure m just passed we voted to permanently tax ourselves so that we can have more public transportation more pedestrian and bike infrastructure and uh you know there is some freeway money in there but it's mostly public transportation right but i'll measure m real quick um one of the things that garcetti was was advertising profusely and on TV was the that Measure M was going to cut traffic times by 15 percent. Yeah, um, that so Measure M just happened, right? So I I mean, the the reason I bring it up is we haven't spoken about Vision Zero yet, but Mm -hmm. Vision Zero is about traffic calming Mm -hmm. and all the all the remedies that they try to, you know, suggest and implement Mm -hmm. is to slow down traffic so it's counter you know it, it 
it's kind of it goes against each other, right? Because one it, is, is talking about slowing down traffic and one's talking about speeding up commute times. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, the speeds that happen on our streets happen not during rush hour, but the 20 hours of a day that there is no rush hour, right? Mm -hmm. Rush hour is maybe five hours of a day when it's get, when it's pretty jammed up. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So the other 20 hours of the day, you've got wide open streets and we have this condition in our city where people aren't choosing any other you know, mode of transportation. There's just barely anybody able to choose a different mode. Of, like sure. I rode here, um, I rode probably 15 miles to get here. And a lot of it had bike infrastructure because I've you know, chosen my route, but I had to ride down Lancashire Boulevard. And that is, you know, during rush hour, it's jam packed, but it's a four lane street. And right now it was pretty empty and cars are speeding on that because it's not rush hour. Mm -hmm. So that's where you have a lot of your dangerous conditions, you know, and it's, it's, it's hostile, but even during rush hour, it's hostile for a bike rider to choose to ride a bike. Right. So that's the condition that Los Angeles is in because we've been building Los Angeles, the streets mm -hmm. for that condition for 70 years. Mm -hmm. So when I say like transition, Measure M just passed. We have a cultural change where people, you ask people, you know, if there was a safe way to get there by public transit or by bike, um, a lot of people would say, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. wouldn't you? I mean, if you could, if you sure. could avoid having so, to drive and be in traffic and you had an alternate way to get somewhere. Yeah, well, I, th I think a couple of things. I mean, one thing you say it's important is if I could avoid driving and being in traffic, I think and I think most people would probably agree is no one drives in L.A. any hour of the day, to be honest with you, for pleasure. You, you drive in L.A. because you need to get somewhere. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like, hey, let's go down the, the PCH and enjoy the view. I doubt <laughs> that happens really at, at, at any point. It, it used to happen used maybe to. like in the 60s when sure. they had those fantastic cars and they were cruising on Van, on Van Nuys Boulevard and so forth, but it doesn't happen anymore because it's a pain in the sure. ass. So, yeah, exactly. So my point is there's already a, a, a built-in disincentive for people to drive. I mean, what I've seen is... If I need to go somewhere, I'm already thinking, how long is that going to take? What time of the day? Is that going to limit where else I can go? I've, um, I'm from Buenos I was born in Buenos Aires, and, and I go back all the time. That's the capital of Argentina. And I lived in Europe for five years. Um, I've also lived in Chicago and lived in a, a variety of other cities in, in the United States. A lot of those cities, Chicago included, have public transportation, especially to get around downtown. But all the other ones have public transportation to get around anywhere. Um, you can go to the store, you can go to the bank, you can go to, uh, to work, you can go to school, um, and you can go from work to get something to drink and go back home, all with public transportation. The problem is that doesn't exist here. Um, it, well, it, it, it doesn't exist, but it actually exists. Well, <laughs> I, like for me, I always had to ride the buses when I was growing up, and I hate the buses, and I think that L.A. went a wrong direction by um, declaring that the buses were going to be the regional solution. Mm -hmm. But this city in the 40s and the 50s, as you probably know, had the largest rail system, right? right? And we tore that out. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're at. But we just passed Measure M, and now all these projects are getting fast-forwarded. We've got the Expo line, the Crenshaw line, the Red line, the Purple line, the Blue line. 
Green Line, it's a transition. And, okay, so... Yeah. But one, one thing... Yeah. The, and, and I know what you're saying. The the thing is, one, we're not there. I mean, if, if we were there mm -hmm. and it was proved out that we could get those built and it would be effective, then that's another conversation. But the problem is, even under best circumstances, those aren't going to get built for a while. And I would argue the capacity isn't even there to, to maintain a, a larger uh, quantity of, of passengers. I think right now something under 10% of, of LA um, Angelinos use public transportation. Mm -hmm. And I've been on the metro during rush hour and it's packed. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's not Japan packed, but it's packed. And so it's pretty if, packed the expo line, especially. And so if you start taking more people out of the cars and putting them into there, is do we're going to have the capacity even? So I don't even know if those things have been, been studied to be honest with you, but, <laughs> but what I wanted to also mention was that in LA only 1% or 1.2% of people ride their bikes to work. Mm -hmm. Now we can argue whether that's because they don't have the bike lanes in place. Um, is it because it's not safe? Um, I think part of it, I'm sure, relates to that, but I think a, probably a larger part relates to um, the fact that it's a sprawled out city mm -hmm. and the cost of living is so high and not a lot of people have the luxury to afford to live and work in the same area. Mm -hmm. And that really limits them the ability to ride a bike. Now, you mentioned you rode 15 miles over here and that's that's great. I, but to be honest with you, I don't know where else in in the world, right? People really drive, uh, ride 15 miles to get to, to, to some place. Yeah, it's, on a, it's on unusual. A regular, it's unusual, right? So, and you have to be in, you know, in, in good shape. You, you can't have a disability. You, there's a lot of mitigating factors. And I'm not saying, I, listen, I bike as well. And I'll yeah. be honest with you, one of the ironies of all this is I'm one of the few people that actually take the bike lane from, uh, that was built on Culver and Jefferson mm -hmm. down to where I've got my office. Um, I don't do it every day, but when I do do it, I'm one of the only people on there i'm all for the ability to bike um and, and one thing i didn't say at the beginning but i do want to say is i don't see the i don't see the um the recall or the lane diets being a car versus a bike issue i think i think the bikes for example are being used politically um by bonin to try to wedge a divide in in the issue because i really see that bike lanes can coexist with the same amount of cars on the road or the same amount of lanes anyway. Um, but I just want to throw that out there. Like, I, I don't have, I'm not here anti-bike sure. whatsoever. And I don't, I, I don't want, I don't want to come out, come off that way. I totally believe you. And um, two points that I wanted, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I wish I had a piece of paper I could write something down on because <laughs> I want to address a couple of things. So when it, it's true, yeah, the, the mode share of people um, on the roads is low for bikes. We can, uh, you know, I would argue that the reason that is is because they don't feel safe mm -hmm. and there isn't a connecting network to get you anywhere. And when you say safety, you mean from the cars or safety from the, the neighborhoods they have to ride in or both? Uh, what do you mean safety from the neighborhoods they have to ride in? Because um, I know that uh, riding at, at, well, riding in the dark is dangerous because of the cars as well, but also because of crime. Um, I know a lot of females don't ride as well because of, of you know issues of, of you know concern with that and actually i think one of the council members own staff was um was assaulted mm -hmm. 
while riding. So I, I didn't know if safety meant one of the, the two no, things. Safety from mainly high-speed traffic or aggressive traffic in the mornings during rush hour. It's very aggressive. Evenings, very aggressive because um, everybody's, you know, they're sick of being in their car and they're right. sick of traffic. I've, I drive. You know, yeah. I've driven my whole life practically. And so, but... Um, uh, the point that I was going to make about the mode share is you also got to look at the mode share of, or not the mode share, but the reasons why or what people are driving for. And there was a study, it was done by the League of American Bicyclists, I believe, or this is where I've heard it from. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, you can take that for with a grain of salt. But I think it's pretty common sense too, is that most trips that you take in your car are three to five miles and you know it's things like going to the coffee shop going to the bank going to the movies you know that these short trips are something like 50 percent of trips that happen on the streets you know that's 50 percent of traffic that's going on and if you can enable somebody to do that safely um safely and efficiently by bike, a decent percentage of people would actually choose their bike. And that's something that happens around the world in cities that are des that, that, that have good bike infrastructure, like in the Netherlands or in Germany or France and so forth. And that is part of the transitional goal that I would like to see happen in Los Angeles is I would like to be able to just choose like, oh, I'm going to the bank and I got to do this other thing. I'd rather go ride my bike, but I literally, it, it, someone like me, I'm considering myself to be like a warrior bike rider and still don't always do it because I, you know, I've been, I've been hit and run. Um, and it's still something that's in the back of your head and you're like, eh, I'm just going to drive today. Right. That's a car trip that could have been saved, you know, if we have the infrastructure to welcome people onto the streets. And, you know, and like I said, Los Angeles has made it welcoming for car drivers. To, that we spent trillions probably. I mean, just Los Angeles over the last 70 years has probably spent at least a trillion dollars making things perfect for car drivers or as much as they can they built out these these street grids and totally almost ignored pedestrians and and cyclists and now you know now we're realizing like uh that wasn't such a good idea you mm -hmm. know because i mean we travel to other cities and enjoy their cities we enjoy walking around like i've been all around europe i love walking around cities because it's comfortable to do so. I love riding bikes because it's comfortable to do so. I would, you know, and why can't we have that here? Why, why, you know, we're, we're asking for it. We, we passed measure M we, uh, defeated measure S we're asking for density. We're asking for uh, a more bikeable, walkable public transit oriented city, you know, and that's, that's happening. And unfortunately, with this recall effort, I'll tell you, like, from my perspective, what's going on with the recall is now you've got an entire city council. Like, we've been working for 10 years to get the city council to listen and 
and uh, you know implement safe infrastructure. Now we've got a councilman who's very reasonable, in my opinion, very articulate about the cause for transforming our streets, facing a recall that has legs, and just that alone, whether it succeeds or not, is scaring other council members. So what we've got here is we've got a political situation where the entire city council is scared to do things to make it safer for pedestrians and bikes. And it's gonna so, it's gonna reverberate for another ten or fifteen years. So so yeah, so I, I hear what you're saying. Let me kind of answer a few things. I think yeah, ideally we would have the ability to ride our bike to go to the bank or go to the movies. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how many people live close enough to a movie theater or a bank to do that. Even if they had bike lanes, um, and I don't know how much that's gonna limit the traffic especially rush hour traffic because let's be honest if you're gonna go somewhere and, and do that you probably don't go during rush hour in theory right i mean you can go to the bank during any part of the day With, without kind of carping on those specific details but i don't know to what level having bike lanes throughout the entire city of la would actually lower the rush hour traffic like we were talking about earlier because again, rush hour traffic. Um, is well, to be clear, I'm not. See, this is where I think Mayor Garcetti and some of the other people um, that's, that profess this are actually not. Um, they're not being accurate. Is we're not saying that rush hour traffic is ever going to ease because it has never. I can Google an image of 1950s rush hour traffic and it's still jam-packed on the 101 mm-hmm. you know completely it does not change so what we're arguing is is, is not that traffic is going to get reduced mm-hmm. because people will drive as much as there is space for it you know that's called induced demand so yeah, but that's there's a curve now what that's we're cur- doing there's a curve to that what we're doing i know is, but you guys mentioned that a lot there's a curve to an induced demand what we're doing is is we're enabling more people to have mobility, you know? People will choose their cars and they're gonna fill up the streets until it's jam-packed. And then, then they're gonna decide, uh, eh, I better not go right now because it's jam-packed. You know, like you know when rush hour is, you know when not to go into a, a street mm-hmm. because it's gonna be jam-packed. But what if you could choose still to go to that street and get through easily on a bike, you know? What if you could get through easily using public transportation or walking? That will happen, and that's what happens. You go to New York, they have a subway system everywhere. There's still traffic everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take away the traffic. It's going to give more people more options. And right now, what's happening across the country is people are moving back to the cities. We had this period of time right. you know, in, the, in, the, in the 50s can, where, can, where, where, can, where you're we— going, You're talking about sure. a, lot of, a lot of different things. Sure. And, and yeah, I, I know that there's, you're talking about the suburbs and now people coming back to the cities, but the reality is LA is so expensive that you're, you know, people will move back to the cities, although there's a huge... Uh, people are moving back to the cities. Right, but there's, in, in most places, when I'm talking about LA, there's a, there's a, large, a large vacancy percentage of, of condos that have been built. Um, and the price really prices out the well, average person, I mean, the average income in L.A. proper, yeah. L.A. city, is about $24,000 a year. Well, here's the thing. As somebody that's seen the boom and bust of L.A., including earthquakes, 
that's gonna that landscape is gonna change. There's there is right now there's not enough housing built, you know, because there's a huge demand of people that want to live here, mm-hmm. and we're, we're we have these zoning laws that restrict building housing, mm-hmm. and we can't meet the demand with supply mm-hmm. because of the law. It's illegal. Right. And so, so, so I, I just want to, I just want to, but we just did, wanna, we wanna, did defeat measure S. No, but I just want to go back to that. Yeah. So when, when you say the zoning laws, what do you mean that the zoning laws are restrictive? And what would you want it to be like? Well, right now, um, we have in our zoning code, it's called parking minimums. Mm-hmm. So if you look at LA pre-1930, pre-1940, all the cool neighborhoods of L.A., which include Venice, which include, you know, some parts of Mar Vista, um, Boyle Heights, Silver Lake, Koreatown, all the places that have small street grids um, and height, you know, built in with, uh, you know, uh, apartment buildings that have height and no parking, right? Sometime in the, in the 50s, they changed the zoning laws to say, if you build a building, you have to include this much parking. And it, what, what it turned out to be was the, basically you'd have 1,000 square feet of living space. You'd have to provide 1,200 square feet. I, I, could be, I could be wrong about the exact numbers, but there was something like 1,200 square feet of parking for a car. And that was a feedback loop of, you know, a feedback loop of destruction, really, because now it's illegal to build a cool neighborhood, you know, that you can walk to services, you can walk to the coffee shop, you know. Now you've got parking lots that have to surround every little establishment, new establishment that gets built. So all of the post-1950s neighborhoods of Los Angeles, like out in the valley and so forth, you have these big street grids that people can't do anything but drive to go get things done. But in places like Mar Vista, in places like Boyle Heights, you know, Koreatown, all these places, you can actually walk somewhere. Like I I used to live in Los Feliz um, for 20 years or whatever, and I was able to walk everywhere. I walked to my office. I had the most perfect situation. Now I got, you know, I got priced out of there um, because there's a demand to live in these neighborhoods where you can actually walk and do things. Like people don't want to be in their cars, you know, and... That's that's the story with our built with our zoning codes. We have to reverse a lot of things. We have to allow for density to get built. We have to get rid of parking minimums so that somebody can build so a small scale developer can build something that's only two stories high and doesn't have to have a bunch of parking surrounding it and wasting half the land on storing and a car. So what's what's holding up the zoning laws being changed? political and I mean homeowners associations every you know over well, the why, why would the homeowners associations weigh in so heavily on that because a homeowners associations already you know in the, already has a, a built property I mean in oh yeah I know you so know there there is an interesting situation with homeowners because they're not going to go back I mean they're not going to say hey this building that's been built 40 years ago has to be refurbished you're, you're talking about changing uh, yeah. zoning laws no, we're talking moving about forward moving forward yes right so why would a homeowners association because be that when you're a homeowner you don't want your neighbor to sell the house and there be an apartment building built you know you want to have what you bought your house for okay so you want your neighborhood to retain its character and that makes sense um 
you know it's just that's an unfortunate reality is that you've got that kind of dynamic keeping us from building uh, decent affordable housing that's so, another schism that has to be solved in Los Angeles right so and, and this kind of goes to some of the points as to why we, we really believe that Vision Zero is in place because Garcetti and the city council or for the most part most of the city council wants to see a change in in the zoning laws because um, they would benefit from this because the city hall is um, infamous for being in bed with developers and if you're a developer you're gonna make more money uh, building a unit or a high-rise um, that let's say it's a you know I don't know, 80 foot high rise, whatever. I, I'm, I'm not a, an architect. I don't know if that's high or low. Um, but that's with, high. <laughs> with the zoning laws today, you can only build a certain amount of, of, um, of units sure. because you have to make space for the parking. Yeah. But if you change the zoning laws, you can build more units. It's more profitable to build more units than to build more uh, more parking. Uh, I wouldn't it, say I wouldn't say more profitable. Well, you can sell. I mean, listen. If you if you're going to buy a unit yeah. in one building that has parking, and a unit in another building doesn't have parking, um, you're probably going to pay a little bit more for the one that has parking. Okay. But in, but you're going to be paying not you know if you're able to to build more units in there, even building a unit at a lower cost than that one is still going to get you more money overall. Sure. And then. and what we're what we're looking at is a bank is making a loan that developer has to pay the bank back. They're going to be able to pay it back uh, quicker, I guess, or or more efficiently if they have more tenants. Um, versus this this is why developers are constantly asking to reduce the parking requirements because if you you got. Well, got, they're, they're asking to do it because they can get more money out of it. Absolutely. Right. This is this is America. We do, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have public housing, you know. So, so, no, 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 so, but, so my, but, my, my but, point but, being but that the developers to, are in favor of doing the changing the zoning laws. They're in favor of, they're in favor of building, building. These are big developers. Right. These are the only ones that can really get through, you know, like a small developer can't get through. Like a mom and pop uh, owner of a single family house in mm -hmm. Los Feliz mm -hmm. that say wants to build a, a, a fourplex, you know, um, and the, the zoning says we can only have, uh, you know, two, you know, it's like an R2 or what. I, I don't know all the technical uh, names for all of the, the zoning laws. I'm not an expert on zoning laws to that degree, but if you want to rebuild your home and build it for uh, four people versus a single family home. Mm -hmm. You have to get parking. You have to have parking. So right there, half your land is now dedicated to storing a vehicle. The other half is dedicated to storing humans. You can't make the same kind of money storing vehicles that you can storing humans. Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to pay a thousand dollars a month to store their car. Right. Right. So we should be able to build. These mom, a mom and pop developer should be able to get a loan for a couple million dollars and build a small, dense development that doesn't have parking, you know. But we can't because it's illegal. So the only people that really get through are these big money developers mm -hmm. that, yeah, of course, they're in City Hall. They're all over there. You know, we know what's going on. They're, they're buying out City Hall. They're buying out our politicians. Right. And that's, but what it, are they it, always arguing for? They're always arguing for less parking. Right. So, and, that, and that's where we agree upon is we agree upon that, that City Hall is, 
is is really in bed with the developers. I mean, our entire well, it's not just developers. No, it's homeowners. Oh, yeah. It's business owners. The basic totem pole. I always used to make this joke on Bike Talk. Is like the basic totem pole of mm-hmm. power in this city. In any city, probably, is like at the top. You've got developers. You've got energy companies. You've got. Yeah. Um, you know, then then sort of comes the business owners, and then you well, know, now you got waste waste removal companies there as well. All that stuff, mm-hmm. all of it, unions, all of it, and then at the very bottom, just under like homeless people and gang members, are like bike riders. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the joke. Well, Garcetti was once on the show. Was he? he said it, it went homeowners and then bike bicycles. You're kidding me? No, I have the quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome that he was on the show. Um, here, here's one thing I think we yeah. can agree upon. Listen, I, w- what you're talking about, obviously it makes sense, right? If you can have a place where you go to work, you go to the bank, you go to the movie theater, you go to the store and it's close by, um, it limits the need for a car. Um, it limits the need for parking. That would be ideal. Um, you know, I lived in Chicago. I sold my car when I moved there. I, I worked two blocks away. Boom. Now, walking or riding the bike, four or five months of the year in Chicago was lethal. Sucks, yeah. <laughs> so I, I sometimes would take a cab to go there, to be sure. honest with you, because it was, it was that impossible. It was right by the, uh, the windy the, uh, by the talking canal. weather? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but the thing is, so if I was building a city from scratch, mm-hmm. that would be the direction I would go in. But the reality is what we have today. And making, making these changes. The reality that we have today is not the reality that we had 70 years ago. No, you know? no, no, I know. The I reality know. changes. I'm, I'm, I know you're making the argument that... No, no, but yeah. uh, what, I'm, what I'm making the argument is this is, this is the, today's reality. The, today's reality is you have um, families that can't afford to live in the city, and they live far away, um, and they need to commute into the city, so they drive. Um, you've got reality of people that move to the city, um, and... Given where they worked, they moved here for a job, and given where they worked, they decided where to live, mm-hmm. right? So they decided, hey, I'm going to live in this spot because it's going to take me this amount the of time. The demand went up. This amount of time to commute to work. Mm-hmm. And that's the contract that they agreed upon, right? So, um, you know, if, if, when I moved here, I was working in Santa Monica, and, and I said, okay, I'm going to live in Playa del Rey, and I agree to work, or I agree it's going to take me half an hour for the commute times, right? So, Probably longer. Well, they're about half an hour, you know, depending on what time you leave work. Which is sad because that's like a five-mile commute. Right. But so what happens is you have all these, you know, all these social, you know, everybody making their own decisions as far as like where to buy a house, where their kids are going to school, where their mm-hmm. spouse is made to do this, where they go to the gym, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, given on the structure, the, the reality that they're in today. And so if overnight we go and say, we're going to limit the flow of traffic, which is going to increase the congestion times and the, increase the times to commute. During rush hour. You're going to, and, and that's the most important time, because listen, if, if you know, you, a lot of people can't make, and especially working, you know, the working poor can't decide what, time, what time of day they're going to go to work or to work from home. So now they've got to be stuck in an automobile for Or even twice, worse, even or worse three in times a bus. As long. The truly working poor are in a bus. Sure. You know? So even more time. Be yeah, because the bus is going to be stuck in the traffic be, be too. It a, right. Be it in any kind of mm-hmm. automobile or any kind of, com, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Anything that uses a street, it's going to take them that much longer mm-hmm. to get there. And so that's 
that's where the that's where the people mm-hmm. and when I talk about the people the, the people that, that support you know the recall of people the grassroots that started because of this are really upset and and that's because now you're affecting their life their quality of life you're also affecting their time their free time with their family can I ask one question sure. yeah um so but th- okay so this started over a mile of bike lanes right no it started over uh lanes four a four lane road being taken down to a two lane road for a mile um from culver to all the way down vista del mar i mean it's 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 longer than a mile altogether and well, culver it's only two lanes uh up until it widens which is when it starts to approach uh Lincoln, I think not Lincoln, but uh, what is that street that comes down? That sort of splits in two. That comes down. Is that mansion? Well, so, so, ca- so Culver. Well, it's not two miles. No. So it, Vista del Mar is along. Vista del Mar is the one that goes along the um, the beach. So Vista del Mar from Imperial Highway, all the way down to where it ends, um, where it meets Culver, was four, and it was brought down to two. Culver from where it meets Vista del Mar down to the bridge that goes um that goes into the 90 was four and it was brought down to two jefferson which goes from lincoln to culver was four brought down to two and pershing that goes from imperial highway to um nicholson or nicholas yeah nicholson um was four and brought down to two as well so So, but my question was it it's not like Three miles. It's not four miles. It's somewhere less than like the total. Well, v- Vista del Mar. That's that's a that situation there, um, along the coast, is there's a lot of people parking there and crossing that four lane street. That's a difficult situation because on the weekends, uh, people can speed through there on a, a wide street and pedestrians have to get across that. That's a dangerous situation. There was some kind of liability or whatever. That's what they're saying. Okay. But it is let, me, let me clear that up. So I, we, I know we've been talking about a lot of stuff. That, um, I forget what I, before, I, <laughs> before you interrupted, but let me, let me hit on Vista Del Mar. Um, yeah, the reality with Vista Del Mar, for people who don't know, it's a street that's right by the, uh, the ocean. You've got a cliff that goes down to the beach on one side and on the... Um, the east side, you have what's imminent domain, so it's completely bare property, which is uh, because of the airport, the airport and where the planes fly through. Now, the truth is, you know, as, as, um, as we were just saying over here, as Dom was just saying, that um, it's dangerous when people were parking on, on the street because they would run through um, on the weekends, in the evenings, at nights, etc. Um, the reality, though, is, and there have been uh, some some casualties there uh, most recently in 2016 a 21 year old male and in 2015 a, a, a 15 year old female were run over but the reality is in in 2013 when bonin came into office ladot had told them that something needed to be done with that street because it was dangerous and the recommendations by ladot at the time were to put a, a crosswalk um, in between imperial and between culver with a traffic signal so people could cross because LADOT said themselves, it's not ex- it, it, you can't have an expectation of people to drive all the way out here and carry their coolers, uh, you know, all the way. It's a huge stretch. I, it might be a mile or more, 
between um, crosswalks and traffic signals. Mm. So to, to just walk down the street, there's not even a, a sidewalk on, on the Pe- east side. People won't go to the crosswalks. They're not going to go to the crosswalks. No. Um, so their recommendation was to put a crosswalk along the way and with a, a signal on there. They also uh, wanted to have signs that said, no pedestrian crossing, and have those enforced. Now, no one's going to do that. Now, n- a few other suggestions were made. However, that was in 2013. Bonin's office was on copy, um, so it was obviously LADOT that made the recommendation. Nothing was done. And in 2015, um, Naomi Larson uh, was crossing the street with her friends, um, in the weekend, at night, and, and a car unfortunately hit her and and killed her. Um, and that was in February of 2015. Now, there was a lawsuit that came um, that came and followed that. The natural thing, first of all, to, to have been done would have been to make some changes beforehand. It would have definitely been to make some changes after that, that, that tragedy. Um, but during the lawsuit, uh, Bonin was subpoenaed, and so was Salida Reynolds subpoenaed to testify. Neither neither of them testified in the case. Um, they they were issued a failure to appear by the court. They still didn't testify in the case, and the case wasn't actually settled until right after the reelection campaign, or, uh, the reelection in March of this year. And what had happened between the accident of the fifteen-year-old girl and after this, and after the settlement, a 21-year-old male was hit and killed mm. in the same wow. situation and under the same circumstances. So, we're saying that Bonin was completely neg- negligent on that, specifically after the fact. But def- you know, before the fact is also arguable. That's why he didn't testify. But because he didn't want a political blowback for his re-election campaign, the city didn't want to admit culpability. They didn't now, do testify. Do you think? Do you do you but, but think? L- l- let me let me finish real quick. Um, and so the changes that actually took place in Playa, in Playa del Rey, my belief is, was really initiated because of this, this lawsuit. Bonin wanted to make a change. I think Mike, uh, is it Fleury? Who's it? What's the other? Uh, Mike Fuhrer? Fuhrer, yeah. The um, city attorney. The city attorney said to LADOT that they need to make changes on that mm-hmm. road now. And mm-hmm. that was after the lawsuit. Now, I think that instead of just making the changes to Vista Del Mar, they wanted to kind of cover it up and include the rest of the streets at Playa so that it wouldn't be directly tied to, to that incident. Regardless of that, the change, and that's just my theory, sure, I sure, don't have sure. anything to prove that, but regardless of that, the, the changes that were made to Vista Del Mar initially in June were not those that were recommended by the LA, LADOT. Now, making that a, a, a four-lane highway to a two-lane highway would still not prevent cars speeding down there at two in the morning because as we talked about earlier you know it's non-rush hour cars mm-hmm. are going to go fast as hell down there and they moved parking but what it does is is it gives you only two lanes of potentially speeding traffic to cross versus four lanes of speeding traffic plus right a it, middle turn lane or a middle island of refuge for the pedestrian well that it, it's that, but uh, but see now now but, so, let me let me but, let me just yeah, let me just let me just say that that situation now exists no. like if you take a four lane and you make it into right. a two lane right, but you've me, now got a safer crossing at every point along the street and the problem right, with listen, Dom, that it, the, the problem the, with the, that street is that there's a lot of people that are parking there and crossing like you said yeah, they have l- coolers let me, let me finish let me finish I mean, well let me finish but first of all 
Yeah, I mean, if, if you take away a lane, um, you're going to limit the amount of territory a pedestrian needs to cross. You know, yes. if, if you take away all cars, you're going to avoid all deaths too. True. So, but let me get back to this point. The point is, there should be no parking on that street whatsoever. And um, initially, the first changes didn't eliminate parking on the street. They actually increased the amount of parking on the street. They started making the, um, diagonal. the diagonal parking on Vista del Mar, which, in, and they, they limited the lanes. But in my opinion, that made it more dangerous because now you had families getting out of the car, this false sense of security. You've got lo- a bunch of little kids running around. What's the false sense of security? Listen, you get out of a car somewhere, and be- behind the uh, the diagonal lanes, you had like this little buffer area. Yeah. You get that sense that it's safe to, to kind of walk there. You know, and the cars are going slower. But, but the, no, but in the meantime, the cars are going. St- they're still going fast. I mean, listen, people going to the beach is not during rush up, hour. I know, but if during the day, if there's a stack up of cars, a road diet is proven to reduce right, Dom, the speeds. Don, but we're, listen, I live right down the street from there. I, I drive that street all the time. I know that street very well. When families are going to the beach on the weekends, yeah. those cars are going fast. It's the, the 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 traffic congestion is not happening during the peak hours where people are parking to go to the beach. When when you reduce a four lane to a two lane, and you create all that space around the cars, there were no bike lanes on there. There was a buffer space and diagonal parking on that part, particular part of the street. You've now created extra space for pedestrians to seek refuge. And the line of cars, you can't speed faster than the car in front of you. And it, what it does is it, it starts to hush the speeds. This is proven. This is a proven thing about, about two-lane roads. Mm-hmm. Not, doesn't, I'm not even talking about road diets. But, okay. but a two-lane road is proven to reduce speeds right. versus a four-lane road well, where sure. you can zoom around and there's blind spots. This sure. is what happened on Pacific. Well, a person let, 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 zoomed around one, a stopped one, car. One thing at a time because we keep yeah. jumping. Okay. Let, let me finish Let's on this. finish up with Thanks. Vista Del Mar yeah. and we'll move to Pacific. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, sure, it, it, it slows it down. The point being is you still had feet on the ground on a street that is based. We have feet on the ground on every street in Los Angeles. That's, that's fine. But this is not, okay, again, you had on a diagonal parking mm-hmm. with you know, people taking out beach toys, taking out coolers. It's not where the parents are literally watching over the kids all the time because they're going and grabbing different things. Like, I, I mean, mean, this is, this is, argu- I, I get it. This is arguable. This, this, this is point. the kind of argument you can make about any street in right, Los okay. Angeles. So, so I, uh, I wouldn't, this well, is let's, let's not get caught up on this yeah, because the yeah. real point, the, the, what, what, what I really want to talk happened about, was, no, what I really want to talk about is eventually after a lot of complaining mm-hmm. was done, Bonin's office magically, and, and this is, it took him years to do this, reached out to Jessica Khan's office, the, the, the county supervisor that manages the beach, um, the coastal uh, area, mm-hmm. and managed to say that they were going to expand parking down on the beach and eliminate the parking on the west side of, of Vista del Mar, which was, I think, the most logical solution that could have been implemented years ago. To spend a bunch of money on a parking garage? To spend, listen. This is going to cost millions of dollars. Well, yeah, okay. This, Here's the more all, inexpensive all, no, option, me, me, repainting okay. the street. Repainting the street? Yeah. This. Okay, look. The, no, but, the, let the, me the, finish my point. <laughs> stop, okay, but, sure. Um, we're, we're talking about, a co- the reason they wanted to build more parking was because there's a coastal uh, ordinance that requests a certain amount of parking so the people from that don't live by the beaches can have access to the sure. beaches. If parking is going to cost a few million dollars to build, that's mm, you probably know, 10, 20 million dollars. 
what, to build what, a whatever it may be. parking garage. You know, I don't think it's. Uh, I, I just think it's on the ground, and we're only replacing a certain amount of parking spots so that were on we're, the street. We're taking out beach space to put in there, more parking. Listen, that that beach space that you, you're talking about is beach space that's not utilized. It's on the. It's on the uh, east. I go there all the time. It's right. It's on the west side of, of the um, the boardwalk. Or what's, what's it called? The little board. The the lifeguard. Uh, no, it's like the, street. Uh, the little sidewalk that goes on the beach is that called a the beach bike path? The bike path. Yeah, but yeah. You, you can walk there as well everything on the west side of the bike path is never utilized by anybody okay they're talking about putting some additional parking spots over there um they're talking about building a multi-story park could they, they, everything on the west on the east side of the bike path. sorry on the east side yeah. i said west. everything on the east, east side yeah. is practically parking already no there's a bunch of areas that that's not that, that's uh, that's not taken up um point being it, there's, a, lo- there's the a lot of the imperial highway there's there's a Right where you, you go down, yeah, down Imperial Highway. That's pretty much all parking spots. I mean, you could maybe take no. away take away some more beach and put in some more parking spots, but then you've taken away more beach and put in more parking spots, and you've spent $10, 20000000 million. I don't if, know. Listen, if, if, going but, back, but, but, but can you guys clarify the importance of what you're – uh, well, I'm just trying to get. I'm no, just trying let, to get to my point. Where, yeah, where get through the point. Sorry, go ahead. The point is it's dangerous to have parked on, on Vista Del Mar today yesterday 10 years ago that's always especially after imminent domain there was no reason for there to be any parking on that street there's nothing on one side other than a cliff that you can't access the beach on safely you can access the beach not there's safely. stairways there's there. only on a few areas or state or their stairways but that's what they're doing and on the other and on the other side there's in a, in a park um which by the way that park should be removed as well because now people are they still left parking on vista del mar uh-huh. um by that park Wait, which park? You know the park that has like little swing set by the airport. So we're now talking about removing no, beach not, area talking, and a park. I'm not talking. I'm saying it's. Listen, there's still parking on Vista del Mar mm-hmm. because of that park. I don't think it's safe to have parking on a street that has no. By the way, there's no lighting on the street. Um, mm, that's true. To have a, you know, to have parking on a street that there's no lighting on. It's a park, so in, you know you're gonna have kids there, and having kids get, you know, on and off, uh, basically a street with no lighting that has a large amount of traffic and cars that are going fast from point A to point B. Okay. Having the Can parking I, on the street would have been... lost a little bit. Yeah. yeah no, having wait, the parking no. on the street... On, basically the what you're saying is, is Bonin didn't act fast enough to do something to make that safer, right? Bonin didn't act fast enough after 2013 when LADOT made recommendations mm-hmm. and Bonin didn't do anything after 2015 when there was an accident and LADOT made recommendations. Mm-hmm. And then Bonin's re- first reaction was not one that actually removed parking. It was one that included more people walking on that street. So I don't... No, maybe you're not seeing this perspective from like a cyclist and a pedestrian, but pretty much the entire street grid of Los Angeles is as dangerous as you describe. And we should be doing stuff everywhere in Los Angeles to make it safer. And there are calls and there's, I mean, there was, a you know, you look at the community plans, um, Going back to the 90s, there are streets where it's calling for this is a dangerous situation. We need to do something. That's everywhere. And the problem is money. The problem is political will. Look what happened here. You've got a councilman who actually uh, decided to do something and is doing things in many different places. Um, 
and the LADOT is finally doing stuff. They, okay, they resisted this forever. That's untrue. What, but that, that's, the, that the, the LADOT resists yes, this that's, stuff? That yes, statement, yeah. that statement is completely no, false. The no, LAD- it's not. The LADOT, the LADOT, the LADOT, Vista Del Mar said in 2013, mm-hmm. and that they probably said it earlier, but what we have records are 2013 mm-hmm. changes need to be made. Nothing mm-hmm. was done on that street. Until but the LADOT is saying that about okay. There's a there's a cultural shift inside the the LADOT ever since uh, what was his name John Fisher uh, resigned or or left. Um, this was the guy, he was like the, the Darth Vader of the LADOT who um, basically worked over decades to um, focus the LADOT on car throughput, cars, cars, cars. This guy had been working on it for decades. He um, left, uh, I don't know, like seven years ago or six years ago. And since then... Um, we've had Mayor Viragosa and we had Garcetti and they, they install these general managers that are now becoming more and more bike friendly, but there's still bike and pedestrian friendly, but there's still a culture at LEDOT, like um, guys like Gallagher, like senior engineers that have grown up, have been educated about putting cars first for decades and they're in there and these people are not. Um, excited about changing. They're they're still working on raising speed limits. They're still working to make cars a priority. And there's new blood in the LADOT and there are things changing. But you can go into pretty much every corner of the city and there are calls for whatever street to make it safer. And it's overwhelming. It's It's like you know what's what's the priority street? Which which street needs to change first? Uh, let's do this one. Let's do this one. It's it's like, it's a it's a, it's just a big cluster, fuck, of, like projects to do to make our streets safer. So and you're it, blaming it's, it's, you're it's blaming not, Bonin. So, so are you are you saying that because there's a big cluster of projects to make streets safer that? That's a good enough reason for Bono not have made a change to Vista Del Mar on twenty thirteen when Gallagher said I, I changes needed to be made. No, and, I, I, and, and after twenty fifteen when, when uh, Naomi can't Naomi I'm saying, Larson was I'm run saying over. that it's so overwhelming. And then when Michael Lockridge was run over in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean we can point out many streets where pedestrians have been killed I where mean, they're supposed to be uh, listen, doing I, things to make it safer. I, I don't know how, how would Bonin, you prioritize it. Well, what, listen, what's your criteria for prioritizing? Listen, it? I'll, I'll, a couple things. I mean, if you're saying the councilman it took them sep- four years. To not just not just the councilman. Well, I'm you, talking you citywide. Ca- citywide, every councilman. You could sit there and go, look at the pedestrian deaths on on uh, on Magnolia um, right, over but, by the school. We're, we're talking the about three ba- girls that right, were hit in the crosswalk. We're talking, we're talking well, about why isn't um, you know Krikorian doing something about that? Why isn't Englander doing something about the eight sure. deaths that happened on Wilbur? Let, let's let's on Wilder, stay, let's stay on topic. We're no, talking but, about but, but you're trying to single out Bonin. Yes, and that's I the thing. Am. That's the thing. You're trying to single out Bonin as though he's he's uh, you know he's he's the worst counsel. Yeah, he's incompetent. But you can make that case everywhere in Los Angeles because it is just. A situation that we've built ourselves into this this cars first traffic grid and 
there are people dying everywhere in Los Angeles that you can make a case. Well, that that councilman didn't act fast enough to take care of that pedestrian we're, death. We're, we're and talking, then we're on, talking at the about same a lo- time, we're talking about a lawsuit. Yeah, that, there's a, a lawsuit. Law- there was just a lawsuit right. on Receda Boulevard where ta- somebody yeah, uh, it, flipped over on a on a on right. a pothole we're, and died. We're talking and about that lawsuit went to you know. We're talking, we're talking about a lawsuit that Bond was subpoenaed on and didn't appear. They get subpoenaed on all of them. No, the, he, he, the, knew, he, knew, uh, he knew about... Every lawsuit goes down like this. This knew, is what uh, happens. Bonin knew very well about this lawsuit. We had fewer... Uh, fewer was... Uh, so intimately involved so Bonin did something about it. He no, made it he safer for the entire no, length. Bonin to didn't cross. do anything about it. And no, nothing was done for t- the thing Bonin did about it was make sure that nothing was done until after this re-election. How did he do that? How did he do that? He refused to testify. He told that's making sure that nothing gets done. He had. He in- that's they, not making sure listen, that nothing. They gets instructed done. LADOT not to make any changes on Vista Del Mar. Mm-hmm. If a councilman wants to be responsible and responsive after a 50, first of all, before then, but definitely after a 15-year-old girl gets run over. This happened, I mean, this, like I said, this, this should have been. You're, you're trying to make it as though this was like some isolated case. This is happening everywhere in Los Angeles. Everywhere in Los Angeles, people are getting run down and killed. And there's right. no accountability for drivers. There's no criminal charges that come out at them. I can name off. There's. It's been something like 200 people have been killed, I believe, this year. Two six, well, no, 260 and, last year. Okay, so this is happening everywhere in sure. Los Angeles. And you're trying to point out like, oh, this guy's incompetent. There's a whole mechanism going on in the background with these agencies as far as like getting things done. There's the Bureau of Street Services. There's the LADOT. There's the Bureau of Engineering. All of these what, agencies. Um, what I'm here to tell you is, whatever it is they think they're doing, they're completely fa- failing at. Listen, I have, yeah, the I have, city is failing completely. But I is have, it Bonin's fault? Yes, it, listen, it is. No, I, listen, you I could have, say that about Englander. You could say that about well, Kikorian. We're talking again. About, we're talking about Bonin, and I'm not here. I'm not here to stand and defend the other guys. I'm talking about Bonin. I now, know, and what I'm pointing now, out to you is what, that what you're what doing I'm, is you're actually making it worse for everybody by doing by trying to make this guy a bogeyman. You're making it worse for the entire movement of people that are trying to have a, a bike-friendly, pedestrian-friendly city by, by scaring all the other council members uh, like into not doing anything. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if the councilman gets scared by... No, not, not, you, not one councilman. Well, We're sorry. talking about council members I'm, the entire city council. Okay, I, really, I appreciate that you think I have the power to scare the entire city yeah, council. Yeah, you do. I, listen, I have 20 years of, of corporate America private industry experience. And if I had been called or called out for saying, hey, I can't, I can't do this because it actually belongs to a different department, I would have been fired. And what I'm this referring to- This is the to, government. This isn't, what I'm referring this isn't to, corporate America. I've got 20 I'm, years myself. What I'm, <laughs> referring to, what I'm referring to is Bonin's office answering mm-hmm. our calls and saying, we can't put parking down on the beach because that's county and we're city. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they don't have the competence to speak within the two areas and find a common sense solution, and the o- and the only other options that we have now are going to be cutting the lanes of traffic. Which, by the way, according to um, Nat and I forget Nat's last name in LADOT, Nat Gale, Nat Gale, his own assessment and the the uh, Vision Zero's own assessment, you don't cut lanes. You do you don't do lane diets on streets that actually have more than twenty thousand vehicles that go a day on there. 
all so, these all so these streets, all these streets don't, they're not following their own guidelines is, is another um, point but they don't have a hard guideline about the 20,000 it's it's that it becomes uh agitative to reduce lanes on it on things that are more than 20,000 well they've done it they've done it on, I, don't, I don't know how they define agitative but well, it, it, they, makes, they, they, it makes now, somebody like you come out and now, go well now, we now don't they, want it it makes all the now, mar- now the they mar- find out what it does and, it, and if it scares the whole city council yeah. maybe they should follow those guidelines that's all i'm saying but okay so what you're saying is is that these that car traffic takes a priority over no the right to no. travel safely by bike or the right to not travel safely as a pedestrian not at all you just said that no i didn't say that i said i said if they you, i said they have guidelines and you said their guidelines aren't uh aren't they're not hard numbers. they're not hard I, i'm just saying maybe they should follow their guidelines that's all well, i'm well, saying what does that mean what does that mean? i don't maybe make the guidelines listen no, no, there's no. guidelines what does that mean maybe something. you should follow your guidelines like no, not if you, you're I'm saying, saying them. No, no, no. But okay, if you say follow the guideline that says we can't do a road diet on a street that has twenty thousand or more, mm. basically what you're saying is traffic takes precedent no, over the I'm right to saying. travel freely as a bike rider no, or a pedestrian. Not, not at all. All I'm saying, listen, the that's vision, what you're saying by no, following the guidelines. I'm, listen, that's not what I'm saying. That, that's that's a complete. Well, stretch. then what does that mean? Listen, I don't understand what okay. you mean by that. Engineers, I'm assuming, and I don't know the whole history behind the guidelines and who who developed them. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that engineers they can go up to thirty thousand. I'm assuming first of all, these streets they've w- done w- it on that's on fine. Streets have more than thirty. 000. These streets are all above thirty thousand, but that's re- Vista Del Mar is above thirty thousand. Yes, 000? Vista Del Mar, Culver, uh, Venice Boulevard, all about thirty, all above thirty thousand, and that's according to LADOT numbers. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, all I'm saying is if these guys had guidelines in place because of prior studies that have been done, um, prior learnings that have been done, the least that they, the least that the people who make the decisions in this case, Bonin, should do are follow and abide by the, their own okay, guidelines. So let's say they follow by the guidelines. Mm. Let's say you've got Vista Del Mar. It's a four-lane street. It's also a popular place to get to the beach where people park and they cross the street. You want to make it safer. You say um, put in crosswalks. No, um, that, um, that was that was Gallagher's recommendation in 2013. I'm saying take parking completely off of Vista Del Mar. There's no reason for the okay. So remove Vista parking on Vista Del Mar. What do you think the political consequences of that would be? The, you tell me what the political consequences. Uh, anytime you remove parking, people get pissed off. You know why they get pissed off? Yeah, because they they no, want to park there. Because they want the people get pissed off for a couple of reasons. One yeah. is they. There's a couple of reasons. There's three reasons primarily. One are people wanting to park for whatever reason, sure. wherever they go. Two are businesses not having uh, customers. Well, we're talking about Vista Del Mar. I know, but I'm giving you an overall s- summary. Two are, pe- are businesses not having people for the client places for clients mm-hmm. to park. And three are people that live in, th- in the area that want to park their car on the sure. street because they don't have parking at home. Got it. Okay, Vista Del Mar has no businesses and has no, um, no housing. So the only reason But it is an attraction, it's a beach. Let me finish. So the only reason is because people don't have a place to park where they want to go. So what you do is you put parking down and expand the parking on the beach. So now take away no beach one gets space. Th- there is okay, th- that beach space there hasn't been well, one where, person. Where, where, are put, been, where are we gonna expand the parking to? Well listen, Bonin and and uh, and Janet Where where are we expanding the parking that's to? That's what I'm trying to answer you. Bonin and and um, and Janice Hahn came to an agreement that that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they're going to build a multi-story building. So now it's going to cost $20 million. I don't know how much it's going to cost, but you know what it's going to cost? I'm sure is less than the lawsuits that are going to cost for the t- the, uh, the lives that were lost. That's probably if, true. If we're trying to now, monetize things, now, which should, I think is should, a disgusting should, thing to do. Well, it, it, so what we're going to do is we're going to, what, now solve every uh, issue where we have pedestrian deaths, which is everywhere in L.A., 
and we're going to put in multi-story parking garages to fix that? If if that listen, if these tragedies rather than just repaint the street listen, and make it more accessible to people if uh, that aren't driving, listen, it, this is simple. Why, in in any circumstance in any city in the world, when you have a car that hits a pedestrian, mm-hmm. it's for initially for two reasons: one, there was a car on the street, and two, there was a pedestrian on the street. Doesn't matter why, but that's okay. the, those are the cases. Okay. Okay. Why don't you have pedestrian deaths on the four hundred five? I mean, don't, I don't want to go back in the records. I'm sure there probably is. It's, it's for cars only. For cars only. Okay. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you have no problems. It doesn't matter how you paint the highway. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a problem because there are no pedestrians. Now, okay. why aren't there pedestrians? Because there's no reason for there to be pedestrians. Why right. are there pedestrians on Vista del Mar? There is no reason for a pedestrian there's to be on Vista del Mar. There's a beach there where people park. You can, if you park down on the beach. Take now, away beach space. Okay. No one is complaining about the beach space being taken away, which, by the way. Is I the, am. Okay, I don't want beach person. space taken away. No, I'm not. Well, the, hey, I'm when not Bonin, the only person. When, when Bonin and I Janice don't like Han, the solution. I don't like the solution. No one's come up and said, we don't hate guys. Because we don't like no the solution. Because no one's going to take time. You know, this, sure, put a parking garage there. It's really just an awful have solution, ever, but go have ahead. You, have you ever seen... Who's going to put energy into Have you ever seen that? the east side of the, the beach be used by anybody? Yeah, absolutely. I use it. The east side. Yes, the east side. What have you used it for? Just to hang out. Because I've never seen a single it, person hang out or sit down or well, do anything. That's on the anecdotal. East side. So no, well, what you're saying is take away the the beach space on the east side of the bike path and make it more parking. That's disgusting, but okay, fine. That's your solution. Next uh, topic. Why don't we talk about uh, Pacific? Because we've been talking about this one to death and we've come to a conclusion. You want to take away beach space and put a big parking garage there? Okay. And and, and that way limit... And spend $20 million on it? Okay. And and, and limit the possibility of any more pedestrians being hit. Yeah, but the other solution was reduce the lanes and keep parking up there and also reduce the the likelihood that pedestrians will get hit. Well, okay. I want to go to Pacific, but real quick, real quick, real quick. One thing you said earlier that I wanted to, to go back on, you said drivers being frustrated of being in the car. And you said when you drive, you get frustrated in, of driving in, in, tra- in rush hour traffic. Driving period is yeah. a pain in the ass. But you said, you know, uh, people driving in rush hour traffic are agitated. Extra aggressive, yes. Yeah, extra aggressive. Agitated. So now, exactly. So now if you go back to cutting the lanes on a street like Vista Del Mar, where do you think those cars are going to go? 405. They're going to go to the side streets. There's a lot of what cut side street is there's there? There's no, there's no side streets on Vista Del Mar. There's cut through traffic. If you go what up street? Imperial, you what go street? all this Manchester. Um, Imperial. Imperial's right next to the airport. There's right. nothing Imperial there. Imperial to Pershing. And there's still nothing. You go there. up to Manchester. Still nothing. Manchester. There. There's Manchester. There's you start getting into businesses, but that's uh, that's uh, east of Sepulveda. Point being is cars are going to go to side streets and cut through traffic, and that's what we've seen there. But we've also seen to a majority of the part up in um, in Mar Vista. With okay, Venice. now Mar Vista, that's a different situation. There are people living there, and I absolutely agree that neighborhoods um, should not have cut through traffic. There should not be cut through traffic going through any of the side neighborhoods in Vista Del Mar. Um, and we could talk about Vista Del Mar, or we can also talk about Pacific. We got a lot of things to talk about here. But in Vista Del Mar, I absolutely agree that neighborhoods should not be uh, cut through streets. Mm-hmm. You know, like I grew up on a neighborhood street. Right. Well, actually, I grew up on a on a I grew up on Barham, which is like a, a fucking 
can you curse on KPFK? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which is like a, it's like a, it's like a de facto freeway connection between the 101 North and the 134, and it's just it was disgusting, and we ended up moving because my mom couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. But um, you know, the neighborhoods up in the hills were car free, and we would play football or whatever in the streets and that's what that should be preserved for residential neighborhoods now the LADOT has the ability to um create uh you know what do you, what do you want to call it like like uh street furniture or like barricades that that make it difficult to use a side street as a cut through street and uh, they do that in West Hollywood actually West Hollywood does a great job they have compact traffic circles they have bulb outs they have all these like right turn only um, uh, traffic islands and so forth um, that that take care of that problem for West Hollywood. They're a very progressive city when it comes to traffic like that. Um, the LADOT can do that. And what they what I think they they made a mistake here was they didn't include those uh, that kind of stuff for the neighborhoods around this business district in 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 Mar Vista that they, they, you know, that they changed the, the configuration on, um, in advance, like they could have done that and, and, uh, kept the traffic more on Venice Boulevard. That's the only mistake they've done. I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, the LADOT is like, they, they, they're an agency that, that just has a history of ruining neighborhoods, <laughs> you know, they do. And um, they've come around um, because mostly of the mayors that we have, like Mayor Viragosa, um, really kind of s- set things in motion at the LADOT to shake it up. And we started to get more bike and pedestrian infrastructure. Viragosa um, really championed the rail system, bringing back rail. This is a 20, 30 year plan for Los Angeles. And basically what your actions are doing is slowing that progress down and it's scaring the other council members. And what we're going to have is another 10 or 15 years of us trying to make it work with cars and no, before, people be, know that it doesn't before, before, yeah, before you keep yeah. making me out to be the boogeyman, I, I I'm not making it out to be the boogeyman. <laughs> I mean, do you realize that your, that your actions are making it difficult for some council member to go, you know what, I'm going to take a risk and we're going to put in some infrastructure. Yeah, no, here. I, I realized I saw David, was it David Ning or new? How do you pronounce his last name? David, da- uh, David Rue. Rue. Oh yeah. David Rue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he's gonna, you know, there's a whole bunch of community support to make sixth street, uh, and I used to live right there. Well, no, but so, so, that, so let me there's point a out, whole so lot he, of community he, he support out, for that. He came out with a um, a questionnaire for his constituents. Yeah, and it was like a push poll. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really look to the details. It wasn't. It, it basically he doesn't he doesn't want to do something. The there. positive thing is he actually came out and asked the constituents. But let me ask you. Let me tell you about a different story. I mean, Mike Bonin did too. There's a picture no. of Demetrios right in front of the yeah. the thing. I know Demetrios too. I've known him for 20 right. years. Right. So, so it, 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 the uh, the things. But with, they did with Demetrios. Like, I knew they, about it they, three years ago. They didn't tell. They didn't tell them that they were going to lose a lane of traffic. That's, that's I knew about it three years ago. How did I know? I don't know. I'm just a regular Joe. I, I don't. I, I, don't, I pay I attention. Tell you, I that's why. Today, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I pay attention to the to the little minutia BS that that I all saw. These, I listen. Know. Um, so Gil Cedillo, uh, councilman, the worst. 
Okay, well, Gil, Gil Cedillo, uh, councilman in District in District One. I guess yeah. you're saying the worst because when it comes to Vision Zero and or, not Vision Zero, he's been the worst for years. Okay, and I saw him. I know him. I've saw. I've seen him at the Bernie rallies. He was just trolling for Bernie supporters. No, to he's be not. Honest. Yeah, he uh, is. Uh, well, he has some progressive C- stances. Let, but me t- let me tell you about Cedillo. Yeah. Cedillo was with Bernie before anyone else, and he was with Bernie even after the the convention. What year? He was with Bernie. Uh, what do you mean, what year? What do you mean, Bernie before? Bernie Bef- before the election? He was with Bernie, I think he was before 2016, before, yeah, before. He was, he was with Bernie in 2016. He was was with he Bernie with Bernie in, in 2012? No, he wasn't with Bernie in 20, he wasn't with yeah. Bernie in 1999 either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, okay, my comment. Yeah, wait, he wait, jumped I, on board to the Bernie wagon just like a lot of people did. He jumped, he jumped, I'm using quotation marks yeah. on board, in 2015, okay? So anyway, I Cedillo, don't know about 2015. Well, I, I do. Don't think so. But anyway, Cedillo was with Bernie, and then he stayed with Bernie even after the convention. He didn't mm-hmm. vote for he didn't vote for Hillary in the convention, which a lot of the other people sort of gets dead. Okay, the guy liked Good him. Good for him. Okay, so I get you don't like him, but that does that doesn't make him out to be whatever else. But anyway, going back to to Cedillo, what he did when and and here's the other thing that the the city council votes in unison i think is is an insult to democracy to be honest i mean we could talk about the mechanics of that for sure um but what Tadio did was he didn't want to approve the first plan of of vision zero and so it's it's not a vision zero plan let let me give you the background on what the figueroa uh, project was no but i'm talking about figueroa project went back to the previous councilman um, I forget his Ed Reyes, mm-hmm. Councilman Ed Reyes, and I was part of this group. But I'm not worked, talking specifically about Figueroa. I'm talking about the oh, oh, the, the Vision whole, Zero, the Vision Zero, the plan for the whole yeah, the, for the plan for the whole district. Um, the plan for the whole district centers uh, around Figueroa. Sure, but Cedillo wasn't in favor of doing this, and so against the the wishes of City Hall, against the wishes of Garcetti, Cedillo set up a um, a town hall. Where yeah, he, I was at it. Where he invited the community, he also yeah. invited the, uh, the 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 core players as far it. as like the uh, the police you, you department. Were there, right? I was there too. Yeah. Cool, yeah. the police department, the fire department, to show the community this is what the proposition is. How do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. And well, you guys can, since you were there, I wasn't there. We did a show on it. I can, you, yeah. you can tell me Refer what what the what the, uh, uh, what the response was. Yeah, let me. What look. was the response of the people there? Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Well, because of that. He pushed back, and he didn't have all these things taking yeah, place. But so Cedillo, I'm not scaring what Cedillo, everybody. What Cedillo does is he he had a second town hall. <laughs> He's just the worst. But <laughs> this this goes back before Cedillo. Cedillo's not even from the area. Like, okay, but listen, Cedillo, uh, listen, like, listen, Cedillo comes from the state when I speak assembly. About, when I talk about Bonner, let's finish talking about Cedillo. Let's finish talking about Cedillo. You brought up Cedillo. I'm going to address That's it right fine, now. That's fine, but address let me, it. Let me, I'm just asking you. I'm going to tell you in terms of what he did. I don't talk about Bonner saying he's the worst or talk about Bonner being he's not from here. Cedillo's the worst. Okay, so what happened? But I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. We're not trying to. We're not calling. I don't know why you brought up Cedillo, but I'm going to talk about him right now so ed reyes um who was the councilman before cedillo um was a progressive who was working with okay, the I, community and they came up with these plans these plans were, were were formulated with the ladot with ed reyes um and the community as so, as cedillo says over a thousand people worked on that plan so that's a lot 
for something like that, for a traffic plan, that's a lot. And he tries to make it out like it's like it's nobody. But a thousand people is a big deal. So when when Cedillo got in into office, um, how, how many people worked on it in Bonnins? Now that we, because I, I don't thousands, know, thousands as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, in, this in, is a citywide thing. You in, know, this isn't just about Mar Vista. This is a citywide issue. No, no, we're, we're talking about it being a citywide issue, and we're trying yeah. to make people aware of that because yeah. this, this, these things are going to be the, happening. We've across been the whole working. City. Yeah, the, we've been and that's, working that's on this. That's what we want to make people aware of. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. And there's been people working on this for years, thousands right. of people. So and, and, you and, just got and, here to and, LA. And you even, got here about seven years ago. People have been working on this for ten. 15 years sure. and still and, and still they, what we've and still, realized and here in la they wait, messed, me, and still they've made the mistakes what, that they're making what you don't realize is that traffic has been around for decades oh no for decades. I, I think i know that yeah okay good but now, you, you know that la now, LA, 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 la finally has, got sick of it la has LA's the worst congestion of any city in yeah, the world because we built everything for cars in the world yeah there's okay. no other option to get around other than cars and in and, and, and a USC study of, of, of Angelinos complaining about what issues were... Yeah, traffic's number one. Traffic was yeah. number one. What do you think's going to happen if you design a traffic grid that only makes it safe and convenient for cars? What do you think's going to happen? Everyone's going to drive. And what happens when everyone drives? It's just a pain in the ass. So, so we've spent all this money. We've spent millions, billions, probably a trillion dollars over the last 70 years building things only for cars. And finally, Angelinos, like myself, who I grew up here and I drove for – I used to work for a car company. I used to work for Nissan Infinity. I'm not like some guy that's just like a green party, like – you know, like not that there's I, anything wrong with it. Uh, nothing, not that there's anything wrong with it. But you know, like I'm not somebody that's like that expects everybody to uh, ride bikes and and you know take a dump and use it for fuel or whatever. But I'm here. I'm a born and raised. I'm a car driver. I own two cars. I want options, and I, and most of. Los Angeles wants options. You want to be able to get to the store without having to drive there and find a parking spot and walk across a giant parking lot to get to the damn store. Yeah, no, no. You know? I, that's where on the same so page. This is, I want options this is as well. happening. This is happening. We voted for Measure M. Uh, we voted against Measure S, which was the anti-density thing. And we want housing. We want public transportation. We want options. And what you're doing is you're scaring the po- the political uh, leaders in this town f- to to delay that. You know, you're 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 scaring them from taking a risk uh, on on putting in some some infrastructure that's going to give us a connected cycling network for the first time, or for making things safer for pedestrians. You're let, scaring let, them let, from doing let, that. Let, let me ask you a question. Listen, I, I'm all for coming up with different solutions. What is this? I'm all for coming up with, with, uh, with different solutions and, and having options for people, mm-hmm. specifically public transportation. But let me ask you this. You keep, you keep talking about bicycles. You keep talking about pedestrians. Mm-hmm. What, what is the best case scenario in your point of view for people biking to work or walking to work? On if these plans were to take place, that thousands of people have been spending time and and, and resources building out, I'm just curious because I want to know what the best case scenario is of, of what I'm scaring people away from doing. The best case scenario is that our political leaders. Okay. I mean, no, it's a specific question. I mean, we're at 1.2 percent today of people that ride a bike to work. Yeah. Um, 
And 40%, 50% local trips are taken by car. Okay, but best case scenario for people, because I'm more concerned about people driving to work. Yeah, I know you are. Well, listen, because that's something I'm more concerned. Option. I'm more concerned about traffic in general and getting, I'm more concerned about mobility in general. And the mobility of this city sucks because the only options right now really are to drive because we've built it that way over the last 70 years. Sure. Now we're at a point where we've passed Measure M, we, we, we defeated the anti-density Measure S, we now uh, are in a cultural change in this city. There is a cultural change where people are deciding, hey, I wanna live near where I work. I wanna live where I can uh, actually uh, just take a bus to get to work or I can take public transportation. And there's a demand to live in the city, and that's why the housing prices have gone up. Okay, so this is happening everywhere in the country. This is happening in New York. This is happening everywhere. Most people I know can't afford to live in the city. Okay, then we need to build more affordable housing. Okay. And that means getting rid of parking minimums that make housing unaffordable. Okay, so if people can't afford to live in the city, and now we're going to make it difficult for them to drive to the city... I'm still stuck on where the solution is. But yeah. back to yeah. my question. No, 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 what, no, what no. Is the best that's case the pain. No, that's the painful. Best? That's painful. Yes, that's painful. What's, what's the best so, case scenario for, because for, you, you keep the, harping on bikes. Okay, and, and me, I'm, I'm all for the bike best, riders, me, but I, I, I'd like to know. It's not just about bikes. It's about having options, okay? It's not just about bikes. It's public transit. You can take a bike on the red line from North Hollywood, get to downtown, bike to your your until, your job un- until the until it starts getting really crowded oh. on the red line no i there is there's never been a point where i haven't been able to get on and if it does get crowded then run five minute headways no problem they can run twice as many trains they run 10 minute 15 minute 20 minute headways it's ridiculous now that we've voted for measure m we have the money to do it can so I? let's do it what's up is oh it, hey I mean, nick's here hey how's <laughs> yes. it going man um <laughs> why I almost wonder if there's something about asking what the best case scenario is. That's let's paint the ideal for Los Angeles. But, What's but, the ideal? But I also want to say, saying, yeah, right? any ideal that you're going to try to paint is going to be unrealistic. Utopia. Yeah. So let's paint it, utopia. Why do that? Why? Why can't because we, we look wanna... at what the problem is and say it's a problem and we need to mitigate it? Oh wait. Okay. Look, the reason that you paint the ideal is because we want to know where we're going, right? We don't want to just be like, oh, let's put a Band-Aid here. Let's put a Band-Aid here. And you we, can, but we it's have... easy to shoot down an ideal. I'm just, wanna, I'm just no, saying. No, it's not easy. Okay. To sh- it's only easy to shoot down an ideal if you're not allowed to express the complete picture. And the complete picture is the ideal for Los Angeles is that people live near where they work, which means we need to build affordable housing, which ties into our zoning laws. It's a whole other animal. The ideal is, is that we enable people to choose other options than a car for short trips, which are 40 to 50% of trips taken. So, But here's the problem. Both of those things together sure, will be the solution uh, with public transportation, real public transportation, rail public transportation. Yes, listen, and, and, and I agree with what you're saying. The mm-hmm. problem is that doesn't exist today. Okay, yeah, I know that's the problem, but how do you think we're going to get there? By building the rails. Okay. Not by not by cutting the lanes. Yeah, it's all part of the same solution. So How long wh- do you think it takes to do what to, to cut the do lanes? all this stuff? To cut the lanes, if you it made took a decision, hours. If you made a decision today mm. 
to reduce <laughs> all lanes, which we're not asking for. But if you made the decision to repaint every lane in Los Angeles so that it accommodated bikes and pedestrians safely, how long do you think that would take if we made the decision today? Like suddenly um, Mayor Garcetti was like, I decree that every single road needs to be redesigned. How long would that take? That's going to take which, by the way, is, is 10, 10 years. Which, by the way, Garcetti decreeing things is part of how the problem that we got here. <laughs> it's going to take 10, what 15 I'm, years what I'm to just I'm sure to you know, redo all the streets. Gar- Garcetti decreed Vision Zero. Wait, no, you, no, no, no one voted get on off, that. Don't get off the topic. We're talking about the ideal. We'll get to that. Okay. But, but the, the ideal is even if we come up – even if we have the money to do it today, mm-hmm. it's going to take 10, 15 years to rebuild the city. Of course. But then, so listen, so this is the problem. In, in so when do we get started? Guys, so listen, this is, this is, I think, maybe not the only um, problem, but this is where I think. I like how we're both comfortable here. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a discrepancy. Kicked up on that. <laughs> there's a discrepancy between how long things take and the the process and the order in which to do it. And sure. what, what do I mean by that is, sure, I don't imagine there are going to be rails built overnight. I don't imagine public transportation to be you know, figured out overnight. It's going pretty damn fast right now. Though. But why are we removing lanes before we give people those options? That's Because it, it, people but, but are without, dying. Okay, but let's... Let, let, people are dying not because of the lanes being put on there. Or taken out. They're, they're dying because of the culture that we have where I'm we sorry, just expect to get everywhere fast when we're in a car. The reason you know, people- my commute being reduced by a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes is worth more than somebody feeling safe uh, making the same commute on a bike or walking across the street. That's what it really comes down to. It's like a selfish uh, culture that we have here. And I've been part of it. I've, I've grown up here. I've been part of it. I've driven a car. I've drag raced cars, here's, all here's, that here, stuff. I, Dom, I get it. But here's where what you're saying doesn't make, doesn't add up, okay? Mm-hmm. If reducing lanes, if we're doing the reducing the lanes now before we actually have the public transportation in place, because as you said, it's to save lives then why wouldn't it have been done it's, in 2013 on Vista Del Mar? Because, because it, it, the they, did it, they did it in 24 here, hours. They the took it out yeah, in 24 the hours. The political climate is still in transition. We still have a bunch of homeowners, homeowners associations, rich people who don't want to okay. get in a well, car. I, I have a more They're simple. the ones over in, 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 uh, sure. in uh, uh, Vista, in, in, uh, sorry, Playa Vista, that's mostly a wealthy community over there. And I know somebody lives there. My friend Dan okay. lives over there. Well, I, I have a, a simpler solution. Uh-huh. Why, okay, why Vista Del Mar wasn't, uh, why let's, nothing was done in Forget about Vista Del Mar. Let's talk about your, your solution uh, on a broad spectrum. What is your solution for Los Angeles on a broad spectrum? Let's not talk about a specific project. Let's not make it anecdotal. Let's talk ideals. What's your ideal? How are we going to transform Los Angeles? You tell me. What's the process? I'm telling you one thing, and, and I'm not here to, first of all, I'm not here to give you guys um, a solution to everything. Oh, okay. So I'm, I, I'm happy to give you an opinion. Yeah. But it's not, it, a recall has nothing well, to do. Well, you're saying the solution is not to reduce lanes. Okay. okay no, no, no. Listen, what is me, the solution? Listen, let me tell you. The recall is not about my ideas. Mm-hmm. The recall is not about us trying to find a solution. The recall is about traffic. And it's re- about this road diet. The recall is about Bonin. 
The recall is about Bonin's irresponsibility and his incompetence. Yeah, and you and that's in relation to how you think they should have implemented Not me. these changes. Not me. Well, how how a lot of people think. Okay, okay? sure, sure. We, I mean, how a lot of people think that these received... changes. Nobody wants to see a change happen in their neighborhood. Right. But citywide, right. so, we're talking about an ideal. I gave you my ideal. You tell me your ideal. So What's, listen, what are we talking citywide here? Now, because this is gonna, we're gonna wrap this back to so, your recall campaign. But I want to know what your citywide, because I don't think you're looking at this big picture. I think you're looking at this, you know, with just, you know, you and Demetrios got really pissed off and you linked up and you got this recall Who's thing. Demetrios? Demetrios is the other guy involved here. Okay. Um, and there's other people involved, there's obviously, people, but yeah. you guys are the leaders. And you guys got really pissed off about this change that happened. And you're like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to, let's recall Bonin. I want to know that you understand how uh, oh, Los trust Angeles. Me, I understand. Uh, th- I want to know that you understand how Los Angeles is gonna is gonna transition away from this okay. stupidity that we've built ourselves into and into the ideal. And first of all, what is your ideal? Do you do you agree that public transportation, bike lanes? You said that you don't oppose bike lanes, right? Like no, absolutely, do, I do okay. not oppose bike lanes. So, what is your ideal for Los Angeles? Then? Okay, well, let's talk about the ideal and let's talk about how we're going to get there. Okay, well, first of all, the ideal I have for Los Angeles is it for for it to be a more democratic city. Okay. And what do I mean by that? I mean that in Los Angeles, uh, democracy does not exist. We have one political party. No, 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 no. Okay, let, I, I do let agree. Me, let I me do, give you my ideas. Let me tell you about infrastructural. I hear you. But let me tell you how it ties all in. Okay, mm. we have one political party, yeah. which means that there is no competition, and that political party, Democratic Party, yeah. endorses, which we probably both hate, endorses a candidate um, before the primary. Yeah, that sucked. And and then the voter turnout is minimal because no one knows there's an election because before sure. it was on a special calendar. Yeah, and so the people are not deciding who gets elected. Mm-hmm. And then the elected officials, like Bonin, like to say he got 71% of the vote, mm-hmm. which he got 71% of the people that the voted, people showed up, but yeah. no one voted, no one showed up to vote. There's something to be said about that. Right, and, so, but my, and it goes There's back to my to point. Said, like people show up when they're pissed off. Right, but it goes, exactly, but it goes to my point, what's my ideal for, for Los Angeles? My ideal for Los Angeles is that it's more inclusive and it's more democratic and decisions are made not by a few that have uh, special interest involved and in mind. It should be made as a decision by the whole. Now, to the point of the infrastructure... No, wait, let, me, let, me, let me just address that real quick. So you're saying we need more democracy. Yeah. Do we need a Bill of Rights? Oh, I, I, I'm, I don't know. Well, do, does, is this mob rule? Is if, if, if 80% of the people voted that, uh, you know... Um, that only cars should be on the roads. Is that fair to everybody, including people that can't afford a car? That's not what I mean by having more democracy. Okay, but, but, but this is something like people have brought this up before where they say like, look, the, the mode share uh, on our roads is that most people are driving cars. Therefore, the roads should be only for cars. This is what John and Ken would say. Well, I so don't know. But, uh, to John and Ken, I would that, say... But that's like saying... That's oh, my God, like, my foot is asleep. That's like but saying... To John, and Ken, John and Ken would say, <laughs> you know, off. screw you guys. I don't want to give up any space for bike riders or for public transit or for uh, pedestrians to get across the street. It, I agree that we need more democracy, but we need a bill of rights where this is a civil rights issue. Like we make it so that only people that can afford cars have safe passage. That's the problem in Los Angeles. And that's why everybody's driving. 
I completely went down a, a rabbit hole. I was. I did, but um, you were talking about Bernie. No, you were talking about I'm, the I'm, fact that I'm we ta- have I'm just super about delegates, and that Los Angeles no, no, was no. a done deal. I'm, I'm talking. No, I'm, Which I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm not talking about super delegates, but yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, no, listen. It, w- what I'm saying is these decisions shouldn't be made by politicians because unilaterally without any kind of input from from the the city listen the the, the neighborhood councils the, the chamber of commerce local businesses those opinions, do they have the right to deny somebody have, the right I'm not talking for about denying passage? I'm not talking about denying I'm okay. and, and I'm in this again this is not an issue of safety that is just a it is an issue that's of just safety. a political talking point no it's an issue of safety it's not an issue of safety okay the uh, th- there's two things do that you th- feel safe uh, riding things. down uh, Lancashire or I don't know do, there's, do you there's feel two safe things. riding down Listen, Vista Del Mar I'll tell you why it's not an issue of safety mm-hmm. because Bonin if he wanted to make things safer mm-hmm. would have done something on Vista Del Mar prior to 2013 well, when he was it's told. also an issue of budget when it comes to that and also issue of political blowback like right. look at the political blowback, blowback from sure. doing, doing the safest Con, uh, configuration well, listen, for that street. I, I don't think my politi- I, don't, I, I don't think blowback. my elected official should be concerned about political blowback when it's uh, co- when it comes to safety. That that's basically you're saying that somebody should be. I'm saying uh, you're, you're, I'm saying, you're saying that somebody should be draconian. I'm saying you're saying that I'm basically saying, somebody no. should come in and say, I'm you know what? I don't care if my constituents you're, you're li- give literally me blowback. Arguing both sides of, of a coin. No, I mean, I'm you're not. literally arguing you're, this whole like. 80%, politi- 20% on the other side. No, what I'm, saying is, I'm, what I'm saying is 21 years. I'm talking old, reality and ideal. Okay. Ideal, we should have a bill of rights Listen. and I should have the right to travel on every street with uh, a bike. Okay, and we have know? a we have a, 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 a quote-unquote bill of rights. Yeah, not we, in the LEDOT. What, no, I'm not. I'm not saying we do. But when we when we talk about having parking on the beach, okay, parking yeah. access to the beach, and that's why we need parking on there. So. <laughs> That's, that's why we need to take away beach space no, and take listen, away a park with swings so no, that but we hey, can have access my, for cars. Don, my, my, point, my point is if we didn't have that right, mm-hmm. then this would be a non-issue. Because if it we didn't have the right, what do you okay, mean? The Coastal Commission requires that... that uh, forget about Vista Del Mar. We're still talk, we're talking about right. ideals. I, I know. But you want an ideal what I'm telling you, what what's I'm telling your ideal you? for Los Angeles? Okay, you interrupted me before. <laughs> and uh, Let me finish <laughs> okay, this and you, then I'll you, get back to that. No, okay? forget about this. We already went through Vista Del Mar. Okay, we're done with Vista Del Mar. We came to a conclusion. You want more parking. I think it's disgusting. Okay, that's fine. Okay, none of these things are being done... For safety, they're being safety is the word that's What's being used. What's your ideal for Los Angeles? Okay. Ideal for Los Angeles is that it becomes a city that has public transportation mm-hmm. that is able to satisfy uh, the the residents. Like robust public transportation. Robust that it doesn't just take you from point A to point B. It takes you if you need to go to point. You know, if you need to go one place and then another place and then another place, you have that that ability. And it's only public transportation. You don't want people to choose to walk or to ride a bike to do something that's three miles. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that. I, I've, I've never said anything against bikes, and I've, in this whole conversation, I've never once suggested bike lanes should have not been in, sure okay placed anywhere. So your ideal I'm Los Angeles, bike lanes everywhere. Your ideal Los Angeles has public transportation that's going to get you everywhere. Yeah, it's robust public transportation. Mm-hmm. What about bikes? What about bikes. pedestrians? Like bikes and should, pedestrians. Should everybody have a safe? Sure. Okay. Now, how are we going to get there? What's your What's your plan? Like I said, when I when I sat down and he asked me the question initially, yeah, I'm not here to to pitch a, a, well, a solution, see, this, and I don't this, have this. It. Is the short sightedness of the no, recall because what not. you're doing, what you no. don't realize, is you're scaring every council member from getting to that goal Dom, that you want. No, Dom, okay, listen, it's like if you're gonna make 
it, it's okay. What's uh? The, the, that's the reality. No, what's okay? You're literally scaring Bonin. off the city council bon, from bon, doing bon, anything. Bonin, Bonin likes to talk about meatballs for you some reason. You can pick. So dirt. Bonin likes to talk what? about meatballs and saying that not everybody <laughs> likes meatballs, but then the day later they're all gonna like them. I don't know some some crap story like that. <laughs> Point being, does he really say that? Because I'm a vegetarian. Point, <laughs> me too. I'm a vegetarian, by the way. <laughs> but point being is, if you're gonna make meatballs, actually, that's not true. I ate some meat this year. You, you're really gonna have up. to. You're gonna have to cook them before you serve them to the people. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the, he's in theory. He's I basically mean, serving us meatballs without them being cooked. And what no, do I mean by that? No. What do I mean by that is he's he's. Go, yeah. He's skipping a step. You can't start he's cutting off. He's not skipping a step. You can't you, start you cutting off. You just haven't been paying attention. No. Okay. Well, listen. you have not been paying attention. Okay. I'm sorry. There's, there's, I haven't been paying attention. No. There's you no have so, not been paying attention. There's no solution for the people to go in public transportation from where they are today to where they have to go. What you have not been paying attention to is that there is a conversation going on citywide. This is not the first road diet battle that has happened. This is this. No, many I know Rowena. Yes, I know Rowena. I know Long Wilbur. Beach. Uh, uh, York, um, all of these streets. There's been battles at every turn. How many been... road diets have been successful in 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 Scandinavia? In Scandinavia, yeah. Um, you mean like the Netherlands? Uh, no, because it started. Vision Zero started in Sweden. Sc- in Sweden, in Sweden, yeah. yeah. Okay, what defines successful? Well, I don't know. You tell me, because if we're if we're if we're well, if we're, it, if, we're it, if we're doubling okay. down on road as diets someone, and, 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 and that, we're saying yeah. that like this is the way to go. No, um, I'm not saying that road diets are the way to go. I'm saying that in some instances, yes, a road diet is the way to go. Um, but as I a person, been, I haven't been paying attention. Have you been to Sweden? Yeah, I've been to Sweden. Have you lived there? I've lived in Switzerland. Okay, but I've been to Sweden. Yeah, I've been to I've been to Denmark. I've been to uh, Netherlands. To, I've been to yeah the Netherlands. Okay. I've been to Belgium, France. The, the Netherlands. England, I like I like you know people always Luxembourg, like, Liechtenstein, yeah. Monaco, people Finland. The northern I haven't European... been, wait, I haven't been to Russia. They, everybody <laughs> keeps accusing me of being a Russian. Tra- <laughs> I have not been to Russia. I've been, uh, I've been to the Soviet to, Union. We're gonna, we're gonna I've been to the Ukraine uh, okay. when it was the Soviet okay, Union. Okay, so we have an agent over here. Yes. Um, so Potentially. <laughs> in, so when you say what road diets have been uh, successful in Sweden, um, I can't speak to Sweden, but I can speak to the Netherlands. I've been to Sweden, but the Netherlands, I've spent extensive time. I've probably spent collectively like over a month there. Um, and and been around the country. Um, I used to tour as a musician, and I've I've ridden on all their roads. I've studied their situation. During the '60s, there was a lot of car traffic and cars that were getting popular in the Netherlands. You probably heard the story, but uh, there was a point where people were getting killed, and people were um, you know people rose up. And they said, we don't want this. You know, we don't want to get run over by a machine in our streets, you know. And over a period of 30 years, they rebuilt the Netherlands into a multimodal society. And when you say, do a road diet successful? They don't have road diets because they didn't build four and six lane roads going through their neighborhoods like idiots like we are. We did all that stuff here. And now we have to go back and we have to correct it and make it safer. And there's some places where a giant street doesn't make sense. Like, look at Glendale Boulevard or even look at Venice Boulevard. Venice Boulevard used to be a four-lane street and it used to have a, a rail car down the middle of it, right? Look at all the businesses that were um, on Venice Boulevard that look like, you know, they, they don't look like they're doing too well. 
you know, since this has happened, mm-hmm. since, since the 40s. You know, these old neighborhoods that had storefronts that became like, uh, you know, storage places or, um, you know, like uh, musician uh, right, well, lofts I, and so forth. But Over I, a period of time, it became... We're going way like... Okay. I just, my, my point, my point so is... We, my point, we, my point we is, both agree on the ideal for Los Angeles, right? Yeah. We both agree. How to get there. Yes. And I'll tell you... To get there, it's not going to be by uh, scaring all the city council people from doing something uh, well, that, that we don't helps agree. us. We don't agree with the way he wants to get us there. Yeah, okay, but it's not. is that worth recalling somebody and creating this scare amongst the city council? No. Listen, it, I, it's, wor- it's, it's, worth, it's worth recalling, and I'll tell you why. Because Bonin does not listen to the people that don't agree with him. He definitely listened. He reversed the uh, Miss Vista Del Mar. He reversed, he reversed the Vista Del Mar. And he's making he's making. It Adjustments to the Venice bike lanes. No, well, what adjustments? He's going to paint them green. He's going to put better right-hand turns in there because I don't. What's painting them green going to do? Painting them green because a lot of people park in those things. No, they, they got the bollards there now. Yeah, but people still park there. Okay, they well, don't that's understand. Fine. But so that's, painting that's, it green. That's not what people I are talking about. That's it, not what people are complaining. Yeah, about. they're complaining because their their lane got taken away. They're well, complaining I tell because you. the businesses don't have uh, don't have customers coming in anymore because there's less traffic going through there. There's less number of cars. Traffic going through there. doesn't equal business. Of traffic. course it does. No, it doesn't. Of course it no, does. No, this has already been proven on York Boulevard, York Boulevard, or Virgil. These are places Where's that York? have. Where's York is in Gilsadio's district. Okay. So, or actually, it's in it's adjacent to Gilsadio's. Okay. It's in Weezars. Part of it is well, in. So that, they put in a road diet. That might be anecdotal. That might be anecdotal. No, no, no. There is actual studies no, no, that, that might show be that business increases. It takes a little while well, for I've, people I've, to get used to I've the new like, configuration. I've got fifty businesses yeah, in Playa del Rey. A few months. Okay, the number of cars went down that go through that corridor. If, yeah, that's if, if cut business, through if traffic. If you're business, those people are not interested in. They're going from the 405 to their Snapchat offices or whatever. Right. The tech, the tech bro right. spots. And what happens that's is that's cut they through stop. traffic. No, it's tr- it's trans. It's it's. Um, that's cut through traffic. No, it's commute. It's Ven- commute. Venice is a de facto freeway that a long time ago they took out the rail system and they were like, we want to get a, a freeway through here, and the community came out against it. Like they do, and the best it's they could not, do it's, it's was not cut widen through it because there isn't. I mean, if it's a direct route, it's a route. Cut through would mean is you cut the direct route, and they cut through different areas. No, you just got to go it's the route. Oh, during. If if the only uh-huh. time that there's that there's traffic is during rush hour, that's cut through traffic. Uh huh. Wait. So, but what I'm saying overall. I really hope that you actually drop the recall campaign because what you're doing is you're scaring us into 15 more years of just doing the same old crap that the city has been doing for the last 70 years. And, and who would benefit by that from that? Who would benefit? What do you mean? Well, we're doing if, if who would benefit the energy companies, all the people that Bernie speaks out against. Why would the energy companies benefit? Because we're all sitting here having to drive everywhere and put money into car culture. That's why. So the car companies would benefit as well. Car companies, energy companies, uh, manufacturing, you know, automotive repair, blah blah blah, okay. all of that stuff. Good. I'm going to start hitting those people up with your quotes to try to get more money and donations for the <laughs> recall. That do it. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's see that that's just. No, that's, that's sad. That's that, that's, sad. that's me being. But, that's me but, trying to be co- comedic for you. Okay, for a okay, okay, thank you. Because Bernie would sit would sit here and lecture you. About well, no, the, oh, I don't know about that. You shouldn't <laughs> be talking to the. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we, you know what? We are at f- the the time that was allotted. Okay, All right. so we have to get going. 
Why, let me, I, let me I, tell I, you, were, I, you I, were you burning I, your bust? Yes, but hold on. Like, <laughs> we can talk about. I just want to thank you guys for for inviting me. I want to sure, thank, thank for you. for the good conversation. I appreciate Handshakes. it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you know, yeah. no name calling, no this and that. I, I I'm think, not about that. I think we're, we're most you of know, the time. I, I can respect your point of view. I hope you can respect mine. Um, you, I know you don't agree with it. I disagree with it heavily, I, I, of course. I disagree but, with yeah. yours, but I, I appreciate the open the open discussion. I, mean, and I think that's positive, yeah, and, okay. and I think that's positive as a whole. I just okay. want to thank you guys for that. Cool, cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, coming out and, and uh, debating us here on Bike Talk. Um, I'm taking Nick's position as the uh, host because he didn't say very much at all. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> as long as Which is show. unusual. Nick actually talks pretty yeah. decent amount. Uh, yeah, I, I think I had uh, an interjection at one point, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You totally derailed everything we were doing. <laughs> <Couple> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> there were two, I remember. All right. There it is. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. <laughs>